Hello and welcome once again to We've Got No Idea What We're Going to Say with Ben Simmons and Nick Murphy. I have no idea what you are going to say, but I've planned my speech very carefully. One of us has done it all wrong. (laughs) Um, I I instantly want to start this programme by saying that recently I've had some issues with my voice. So do a podcast, that's what I say. Well, I like to say have some issues with your voice, let it slightly recover for about a month and then hopefully no one will notice. Right, I will do. (laughs) Good, <laughs> right. Because uh, the only way I could tell there was... Well, I could tell there was a problem in my voice, first of all, because I almost lost it. Yeah, because you used to stick your finger down your throat and feel your vocal cords. That was probably where you were going wrong in many ways. Well, yeah, possibly. And then... Can uh, you feel your vocal cords? <laughs> you I've need to, clearly. A... Stick your finger down. Surely you probably can, but I'm not saying it's a good idea. But... I'm sure you'd probably make yourself vomit first. Yeah, you? you're probably right. Unless you didn't have a gag reflex. Um, anyway, <laughs> the, what I was going to say was I could test how my voice was getting better because I could sing a scale and go into falsetto and right. when my voice was at its worst, it wouldn't do it and then it slightly did it and now I can do it. Well, I think you've sort of set yourself up now to do a, a scale that goes into falsetto. Uh, do it then. Yeah, why did you do it after asking me to do it? It's just selfish. No, that was Ben Simmons and a wonderful falsetto as well. I might um, isolate that part of the broadcast and send it to a lot of musical theatre agents. Why? Because I want to upset them. (laughs) Right. That will have that effect, I would have thought. I've seen a few shows in London recently. What have you seen? I saw the play that goes wrong. Ah, did that ago. go right? No, it went wrong, actually. Surely it went right by going wrong. I think it was supposed to go wrong, so that was right. That was right. I was so very confused. if the play had gone wrong, would it have gone right? That's the question. When it's supposed to go wrong, how do they deal with it with when it's supposed when it, to go wrong, it actually goes wrong? The, the, the thing that's supposed to go wrong doesn't go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many difficult things when talking about that show. I haven't seen a theatre show for a while, actually. My dad and stepmom came down to London. They live in Scotland, so it's sort of quite a big event for them to come down. Sure, yeah. And they'd made this big deal of booking to see Hobson's Choice in the West End. I yeah. think it's at the Vaudeville Theatre. I think you're right. Stars Martin Shaw, famous from uh, Judge John Deed and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very good actor, you know, very actor that they enjoy, a play that they enjoy. Great. So um, I phoned them up the morning afterwards and was like, how was it? And they both went, it was rubbish. <laughs> Well, it just goes to show you, West End shows can star people you like and not be what you like. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Apparently, not really sort of having not seen it, obviously I'm not making any judgments, but they said Martin Shaw's Yorkshire accent was very difficult to um, understand. Right. And it should be said that both of them grew up and lived in Yorkshire. So you would have thought out of everybody in the audience, they would have as good a chance as anyone. They were in like the third row. Maybe they were uh, they were critiquing his Yorkshire accent and saying it was it could have been better then. They I think, I think they wouldn't anyone. have minded if it wasn't a brilliant Yorkshire accent, so long as it was a sort of intelligible accent. <laughs> yeah, and I sure. think that was the problem. Right. Can I just say, I don't know what Hobson's Choice is even about. I vaguely remember there was a film with John Mills and yep. Charles Lawton. Okay, yeah. Um, and don't know what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> so if you know what Hobson's Choice is about and you'd like us to know, email in at the usual address. In- Which is info at wgni.co.uk. Wow, you've nipped in there with the information. <laughs> I think that's the first time I've ever said our email address. I'd like to congratulate you. It's taken you 40... 40- 
eight previous episodes to learn it. I need to note the look of su- genuine look of surprise on Ben Simmons' face. He didn't know I was going to say that, and he genuinely looked quite shocked and surprised oh, in a good way. I'll be even more surprised if someone tells us the plot of Hobson's Choice. So. <laughs> I'd just be surprised if anyone emails in. We have had a couple of emails, but that's about it from yeah. 48 different shows. And one of them was a Nigerian prince asking us to move money into his bank account. Is that true? I don't know. <laughs> it was my attempt I was like, at I can believe that. No. I've had a lot of spam emails recently that have looked like a FedEx right. email saying, there was a problem with your delivery. Please click on the link below to reorganise it. And you can see how people would fall for that. And it could be some ransomware or yeah. malicious thing or something. There's a thing at the moment, ransomware, where it actually locks, it sort of encrypts everything on your computer and you have to pay to get it unencrypted. Yeah. But they say that the people who do that won't necessarily, even if you pay them, they want you paid in bitcoins, which is that internet yeah, currency yeah. that you can't trace, and therefore they just don't do it. It's like they take the money and go. Brilliant. It's like you can't really trust hackers and thieves, can you? <laughs> That's the weird thing when they don't show any trustworthiness. <laughs> it's a bit upsetting. Make sure you back up all your computer information. I regularly don't. <laughs> I pretty much do, actually. I'm, but then I'm a bit of a tech nerd, as yeah. you know. I don't, well, I say I don't. I've got the thing on my... Apple Mac, which is Time Machine. So right, you and what's go... your password for that? Uh, it begins with... Oh, no! <laughs> he always tricks me Dash. into giving him my password. <laughs> and why, if someone asks you password, would you say it starts here? <laughs> yeah. You just tell him your password. <laughs> we have to guess the second half People of it. might now think I was never going to tell you my password. I, um, I quite enjoyed the fact that yesterday my dad phoned me up because his internet services are down in Scotland. Being in the rural Scotland, they don't have great internet services at all. Yeah. My stepmom's changing their internet services around, and while the internet's down in the sort of couple of days in between, um, my dad wanted me to check his email, so he gave me his Gmail address and uh, a Gmail login and password, and his Facebook login and password. So right. I've gone on and done some things <laughs> on there. And your dad's going to be upset when he gets his internet back, isn't he? My dad's got a profile photo now. He didn't have before. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. When when the internet first kind of started, late 90s, I remember setting passwords for things, thinking I was being really clever to use the word password as my password. <laughs> and genuinely, at the age of 17, 18, go, people are never going to crack this. And then... There was a research done about only a couple of years ago about the most common passwords, and one of them is password, password yeah. and one of them is zero 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 zero, and you kind of want to go really. To be fair, mate, I think that with password as well. No, I think it was password, but eighteen-year-old doesn't think it, do they? Yeah. I use a password manager. I'm a bit of a tech geek. I might have mentioned that. I did then go into having a password, and then having other passwords that needed to be set up and thinking, I'll never remember loads of different ones. I'll just make them all the same. And then uh, it took me a little while to appreciate that could be dangerous and mm. you need to find some way of generating things you can remember that's different all the time. I oh, use a password manager. Yes. I remember, because um, with a password manager, I don't know my own passwords. You just copy and paste them from what, this thing. What are they, though? Uh, yeah, well, they start with... <laughs> <laughs> it starts with a kiss... Um, <laughs> and I made this password for my internet when I used it when we had the Golders Green studio. Yeah, I put my Wi-Fi password, and it said something like maximum. I can't remember, but it's something like maximum 120 characters or something. It was a lot of characters, you know. Right. But because I didn't ever have to remember it, I had it set to the maximum number of characters. So it's like it would have been impossible for an FBI computer to break it. <laughs> but then it was fine until I realised I had a flatmate who wanted to use the internet, and I was like. 
yeah, I need to give him access to the internet. <laughs> so, whoops, should probably just use like a ten character. Password. I can understand for your like online banking and stuff yeah. having a really secure password, but for your home Wi-Fi, it's like <laughs> it, I'm not saying it was a reasonable amount of characters. I just because I could and I hadn't really thought through the repercussions. Mm. I was interested a few years ago, we were talking about online banking, when uh, Jeremy Clarkson arrogantly mentioned <laughs> that if you give someone your bank account number and sort code, they can't do anything with it because you can only yeah. put money into someone's account. And somehow people managed to get money out there of his account. Wasn't there a charity that helped themselves to 500 quid or something? That they it. set up like a direct debit from his account just with his name and his bank account details. <laughs> and of course, the, the daft thing was, it, because it was a charity, he sort of couldn't go give yeah. me it back it was like it's actually really clever thieving there yeah. charity. <laughs> theft for charities you can't, you can't sake. trust hackers and you can't trust charities either <laughs> if you're arrogant and give out your bank details yeah so don't do that well, i'm sure 500 quid probably didn't really matter to jeremy clarkson Poss- possibly not although at that point i don't think he had a job did he no, oh, no, I think he did. He was he still on Top Gear. Then. Yeah, well, he's got a job now. Yeah, well, is Has that... that even started? I was were just you about to ask, to ask you. that question. Can you email in at the usual address? Email or tweet us at WGNI Radio. Will you stop knowing all the ways <laughs> of getting in touch that you don't normally know and make me remember? Or if you want to get in touch with us on our personal twisters, there's at BenSim21 or at Mr. Nick Murphy if you want to get in touch there that way. Personal twisters. Twitters. Right. <laughs> or twisters. We are tornado followers as no, well. No, if you just want to play that 80s game <laughs> where you sort of put your left arm onto yellow. It's weird. That shows the differences between us. You said the word twister and I assumed tornadoes because of the film <laughs> in the 90s, Twister. And you assumed a board game because you like rolling around with women near you <laughs> putting their arms and legs in different places. I have played that game a lot, and I can tell you now, no woman has ever agreed to play it. It doesn't mean they haven't played it with me, but they've never agreed to play it with me. Uh, you've tricked several women yeah, into playing You can't tw- trust Twister. hackers, charities, or me playing <laughs> Twister. Brilliant. Uh, well, you've been the font of all knowledge in this podcast. You've given out so many details. I'm a bit scared. I've given out your bank details and sort code. Be on <laughs> Only the charities page. will take loads of £500, so it's fine. <laughs> if they do that, I'll go bankrupt. So <laughs> thanks very much, everyone, for that. Yeah, Debt Recovery UK, that famous charity. Is that No, it's obviously not a charity. Um, you you mentioned the popular 80s board game Twister. I did. When you think of 80s board games other than Twister, yep. what immediately comes to mind? What immediately came to mind then was Connect 4. Oh, yeah, still popular. Is that it? an 80s? It could even be a 70s board game. It but could. A bit before my time. When I was asking you the question, the thing that popped into my head was Game of Life. Ooh, never played. Well, don't think I've played it. Don't think. I seem to remember there was a winding board you had to go around and you drove a little car and you got pegs that sat in the car. So you were in the car and then if you got married, you got another peg in the car that was your spouse. Then if you had kids you got other pegs to be the kids i can't remember anything else about it did you play many board games when you were a kid <clears throat> yeah, like I think with I your did. family and yeah. stuff there was a my best friend when i was at infant school and junior school who lived next door but one to me we always played a game called stratego oh i know the name but i can't think of and it was something it was. you'd probably quite like it was all yeah. to do with battles and having soldiers going at the right place to defeat the nothing other i like better than slaughter and war <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and in a board game as well yep yep 
What? You famously bought a sword in real life, didn't you? I did you? buy a sword, yeah. It's not a sharp sword, though, and it actually says not for use, Just as a, it's just a replica, and I'm like, I love that they have to actually say that. So if a burglar broke in in the middle of the night and you heard them downstairs, would you go, oh, I would attack you with my sword to defend this place, but it's not for use, so can you just get out? <laughs> I think we both know I'd be hiding in my cupboard, but um, <laughs> were I to actually approach the thief, yeah. um, I think the thing is with the sword, in our, ki- our kitchen's quite small. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, if I swung the sword, I'm more likely to break something in the kitchen and <laughs> miss the thief. <laughs> and all, and, but if I did connect with the thief at speed, yeah. although it's not a sharp sword, I think it would do some serious bruising. Yeah, you'd probably bruise the bone. It would probably yeah. go that it would, he'd be like, ow! Yeah. And he'd be like, don't. <laughs> he would. And then they'd run out. Yeah. And take stuff <laughs> on the way as they left. Yes. You cringing. But I'd feel quite hard when I had the sword. That's Did the you thing. buy that sword because of getting into Game of Thrones? Or had you never watched Game of Thrones, would you have wanted to buy the sword anyway? I think it's fair to say that I would have wanted to buy the sword anyway if I'd never watched a Game of Thrones, but Game of Thrones helped. <laughs> I used to have a sword. I was actually going to mention my grandfather, who died many, many years ago, but he made me a homemade Ludo board Okay. in the 80s, sort of painted the piece of wood and made it look like a really nice Ludo board. Yeah. He also did me a shield, and a, a, two shields and two wooden swords as well. Very nice. Which were awesome. Right, okay. And I'm always a bit gutted, and I might have said this before, and if I have, I apologise to everyone, but I've used my shield. My dad was a builder. He had a pile of gravel in the yard. I used it to slide down to sit on my shield, not thinking, I bet this completely uh, scratches all the paint on the, the amazing artwork. <laughs> Obviously, he spent hours yeah, <coughs> decorating that, that shield yeah. ornately. And you like scratched it all off in about 30 seconds, yeah. probably. But you had a lot of fun on the pile of gravel. I'm not saying I didn't. So you can thank your granddad for enhancing the fun. If you just ran down the pile of gravel, it wouldn't have been as great as feeling like you're sledging down it. Yeah, thank you, granddad. Rest in peace in hell. No, he's not, he's not in hell. It's a town in Norway. That's, it. that's where we were buried in. It isn't. Are we ever going to go and visit the town in Norway called hell? Uh, I, I wouldn't. I can't say we're not going to. It's not on my immediate plans. No, no. Well, you know, it's bucket list, isn't it? Yeah. And then being able to say to each other, go to hell. Isn't bucket list sort of something you're supposed to do before you're 30? Because I think we've missed that. I just thought it was to do before Before you you die. Die because of kick the bucket. You're going to miss that in a couple of hours, aren't you? (laughs) Because you've got your sword sword. and shield out. I haven't got a shield now. You could just have a bit of wood and it could have all been scratched off. I would never have known. A Ludo board with a handle on it, that's it. <laughs> oh. not, I don't think the shield was a converted Ludo board. I don't know it? if they sell shields. They did sell helmets. Where? Oh, at the same this, place yeah, that the did same the place sword. That bought the sword. It was actually from English Heritage. Other places that sell swords are probably available. I didn't really look into it. But um... Honestronswords.org Because <laughs> <laughs> the dot .com had already gone. <laughs> Um, you can't trust on this one. No, you can. <laughs> He's fine. Um, I've, I've lost the thread of what the hell I was saying. I think we've all lost the will to keep breathing. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a good job I've got this artificial ventilator beside me. Have you? <laughs> no, that was to enhance the joke. There isn't really any of that kind of equipment in the studio. Right. <clears throat> but if there was, I wouldn't need it because I would still breathe normally. <coughs> 
you've quite recently been on the actual real radio. I was excited. I have, yeah. It was a local radio station to our Shenfield studios where we live. Yeah, That's very similar viewership figures to our podcast. Very similar, yeah. Phoenix... Or listenership, I guess. Yeah, yes, you're absolutely right. I don't believe there was any kind of webcam or way of seeing <laughs> what was going on. Oh, there was. <laughs> you can't trust local radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd gone in there earlier and set one up a spy cam. It was Phoenix FM in Brentwood, which, according to a banner in their studio, has a monthly listenership of around 40,000 people. Well, it didn't Blimey. say that. It said visitors to right, the website. Right, so is that in unique visitors? Visitors to the website? That I, seems like an odd Maybe I've mis- No, I've, I've misinterpreted it. I think it said 40,000 listeners per month and then another figure ah, of visitors okay. to the website underneath. Quite a reasonable number then. About seven more than we get for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you... I, when you said you were going to it, because it was a sports programme you were yes. going to, yes. so I instinctively thought, Ben likes football, he's going to talk about sports. Now, well, you did mention your love of football... You weren't really there to talk about sports, no, which I I've, found odd. Whilst I'm eternally grateful to uh, the people behind the scenes for having me on as a guest, um, I was originally led to believe that it would, as it was a sporting program, that I'd be talking about sport, and they talked to me about my getting into my career in comedy and how that had gone. When and are you going to do that then? A couple of years' time. <laughs> um, and then how you could um, help other people get into comedy who might be interested. So we've talked quite a bit about the the radio show, about Phoenix FM in Brentwood, yeah. um, obviously sort of plugging them. Yeah. You must have um, made a similar thing on the radio, mentioning this podcast. I, I, I did use that exposure to uh, mention that I worked with my dad, mention my, yeah. my own... Um, Twitter sure. page, Facebook yeah. page. and was All really... that email and the Twitter about the podcast, of mm. course. Yeah, yeah, and, and then, just as I was gearing up to do a big plug of the podcast, uh, the rug was pulled from under me, so to speak, and they basically said goodbye. Yeah. I, you bastard! <laughs> <laughs> but when so I, you didn't mention us at all. When then. I go back Excellent. on and they'll say, so what did you think of Everton versus Stoke today? I'm going to go, we've got no idea what we're going to say. <laughs> so and why haven't so... you seen the game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, in some ways I let you down, um, but you're not inflatable, so it's fine. Mm. I'll just leave a minute there for everyone to digest that last bit of conversation. Or throw it up, I'm not sure. Also, one. it will make it easier for people to sort of crop it and just highlight that bit. And, um, <laughs> Edit put it... it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we haven't mentioned that this is the first time we've used my sort of professional level microphone as well. You've recently kind of got more into voiceover work yeah. and therefore purchased some higher level equipment than you've had previously for yeah. podcasts. Not that it wasn't bad before, but um, I'm hoping this is all going to be okay and we haven't just done 20 minutes of sort of audio interference. But <laughs> That's then most what it's been described as almost every time. Most listeners won't know the difference. <laughs> It, it feels nice to do it on uh, in more impressive equipment, but I'm just very upset that you didn't spend thousands of pounds on all this equipment for the 48 other podcasts. Yeah, so I'm sorry. So you bastard. You know, yeah. I didn't promote the show in, on an online radio station. You didn't get all this until it was all so positive for your own career. I think it's also good to have a slightly tickly throat and keep coughing about Weirdly, every minute. As the person that's had problems with their voice, mine's been relatively all right. And any time you've heard a brief cough in the background, I'd like everyone to know it's been Nick Murphy. <laughs> it really has. You can't trust hackers. You can't trust all the other people you said we can't trust. And you can't trust your co-presenter not to blame you for coughing. No, all this lovely equipment, we don't have a cough button, do we? No, what would a cough button do? It's, it cuts the. You press the button, and then when you cough, it sort of cuts the feed. 
you couldn't do that with two people using the if microphone. If we had two separate microphones and we were in two separate booths, You're I guess. Giving away but... all the trade secrets. <laughs> he hasn't not spent the money on one microphone or two. Right, it's anyway. nearly the end over to Nick Murphy to sum up and well, not cough. Just the one microphone. And on that microphone, I'm going to say thank you to Ben Simmons, thank you to Phoenix FM, and thank you to listening. <clears throat>